All right, thank you for downloading the Cruise Control Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud.com. You can follow me, the host, Randy Cruz, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z. This is Billy Corbin, director of Cocaine Cowboys and the 30 for 30s, The U and Broke. And there's nothing we love in Miami more than driving cruise control with no hands, steering with our knee, and not using turn signals, which is kind of what it's like listening to the Cruise Control Podcast with my man, Randy Cruz. All right, so we got my man, Arden Franklin. He's on Twitter at Arden Sports Talk host of the Arden Sports Talk Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Arden, what's up, my man? How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. Thank you for having me on. No problem, man. You know, every time there's a you know big-time wrestling pay-per-view coming up or, you know, preview, review, whatever it is, uh, you are one of the guys I want to have on. So Extreme Rules is this Sunday. Uh, before we get into any of the matches, um, just overall aspect, um, how excited are you for Extreme Rules on Sunday? I'm very excited about the pay per view. You know, other than the fact that you know I'll be there, you know, I got me a nice little seat. I'll nice. be able to run into you know our fellow wrestling fans and bloggers like Grant Matthews and RJ. You know, from their show. You know, salute to those guys. I'm excited about the card, and I think it's easy to be excited about it. Because of the fact that this is a B pay per view, you know, uh, post WrestleMania. So I just think knowing that, along with the fact, once again, being realistic when looking at the roster and things like that, nobody should ever go into this super pumped up. Like, that's just out of control. But in terms of the card itself, when just focusing solely on that, I'm pretty excited. I think we'll have some pretty good matches and. Hopefully for them, they just know how to continue the momentum that's been positive with the whole Shane McMahon return, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, me and you go way back. We've been wrestling fans for so, for so long. And I guess when you kind of hear extreme rules, you kind of expect the, 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 the stipulations for the matches to be last man standing and cage match and this, you know, all kind of crazy um stipulations and you know from what i see right now um and of course we'll we'll go through it but you you have uh a no dq match you have an asylum match you have an extreme rules match everything else is a a title match and a submission match so before i get into the matches um does it really stand out as an extreme rules type of pay-per-view or just the, the stipulations are not living up to the name of the event. Uh, I still think it's an extreme rules preview. I mean, in this era of the WWE right now with the whole PG, I mean, if you're talking about a company that, for one, other than stopping the usage of blood, I mean, blood has made a comeback here and there, but when you think about that, along with the fact that they're removing any finishers that can cause serious damage or they don't think looks right or is appropriate on television, then I just don't think it's a surprise. When you look at the card and you see, okay, the most extreme match of the night could be, I think, Jericho and Ambrose. I think they have a steel cage match or whatever. Sorry if I'm wrong. And then you think, okay, it's no DQ, Ziggler and Baron Corbin, but I think that's supposed to be a pre-show. 
Then, of course, the Extreme Rules match. I think the only Extreme Rules aspect of the pay-per-view that will come to life will just have to do with the matches itself and what happens in those matches that can make us go, wow, it's extreme. But I'm not surprised at all. Come on, Auto. They, they they can put New Day and Void Villains in a ladder match. At least give me a ladder I match know, with that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I just think, man, I think they're just trying to save that stuff. And I think for them, I think, you know, what I just said, I think that's the WWE right now. I think of it as they're just trying to save stuff and they're trying to make it special. Like, you know, like, so you want a ladder match? Okay, we'll give you a ladder match, but it has to be like at a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam and, you know, it sucks that they have to do it like that because, of course, like you mentioned, we've been watching wrestling for quite some time. So we remember, heck, those early 2000s are basically the attitude. Or you, we was able to see a freaking ladder match, still like, cage matches week. on a random Monday Night Raw or exactly. Thursday Night SmackDown. But I just think that's what they do right now. Well, maybe, you know, they probably say the ladder match, you know, for, you know, Money in the Bank, which is the the, the, the next pay-per-view in June, but since we're on New Day, Void Villains, they do have the match at Extreme Rules for the Tag Team Championship. Uh, Void Villains, a, a new tag team on the scene coming up from NXT. New Day has had the belts since August at SummerSlam. Um, I put out my predictions out there today on Twitter. Uh, maybe I'll change it by, by the time Sunday comes around, <laughs> but I, I feel... You know, not many people are in favor of this Vaude villain team or the character. They feel like it's too old, too old school, too throwback. I, I like it. I kind of like it. And I, I just feel like maybe, just maybe, that the New Day's uh, time as tag team champions uh, is coming to an end unless they really do like a whole Enzo and Cass kind of thing at SummerSlam with a big payoff. But I I wouldn't mind if the Vaude villains walk out of Extreme Rules as Tag Team Champions. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? What do you think about the Void Villains, the characters coming up? And do you see the New Day retaining or losing the belts? Uh, I mean, just to start with that last point, I think the odds are very much in favor of the New Day. Right. But at the same time, though, I think, especially, you know, and you brought it up, and it's a really good point. When you think about, Enzo and Cass, and the fact that you know they're going to have their moment with the tag belt, and then you got to think further down the line, okay, are we going to do something again? I'm just throwing it out there. Are we going to do something again with, let's say, the Usos or the Dudleys or what oh, about... Oh, God, uh, no Usos, please, no what? Usos. Uh, of course, of course not, but uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Gallows and Anderson. So we think about right. those tag teams, you got to start thinking, okay, down the line, we got to make sure that these guys are viable contenders for the belt. Exactly. That was the best way to do it. And I think, just based on that and what you said, I do think it makes sense for the VOD villains to win on Sunday. Because if you could give them a run with the belt for really two to three months, and then at SummerSlam, maybe do something where the New Day can retain, or maybe make the New Day win it again a month from now. Like, they're at such a high level with their popularity that – Unless the writing gets really bad or the crowd suddenly turns on them, they're going to remain hot. And I think that's such a big thing. You know that I've told you this. I've told you this. Grand this multiple times. I miss the days where guys can lose and they will be fine. Nowadays, it feels like if somebody loses, oh, my God, it's over. Or as the Internet wrestling community say, this guy's getting buried. They're done. No. If the New Day lose on Sunday... 
other than the fact that it would be a pleasant surprise, they should still be fine, you know? But I think, once again, the odds are a new day winning. But I do think, considering the whole Enzo and Cass aspect, them winning, you know, the new tag teams in the division, you got to make sure those guys are actual threats. I do think the VOD will, uh, sorry, one of them will make a lot of sense. And you can have them lose a month or two from now, give it back to the New Day real quick, and then Enzo and Cassidy get the belts at SummerSlam or in September. Yeah, I I, I just feel like the, the New Day are so over that if they lose the tag belts, it, it, it's not like they need it if to, to remain on top or to remain over. I think they do they do more justice in putting the belts on the Void Villains to make them look like they're viable tag champions. And like like you said, they can they can do a rematch at Money in the Bank the following month, take it back, and then we now know by the time, you know, June or July comes around, Enzo was fully healthy. And to have Enzo and Cass and the New Day for the tag uh, tag belts at SummerSlam in Brooklyn, I think the crowd will go crazy. But again, if you, if if they go in with a a, a heel tag team champion um, with the Void Villains and have Enzo and Cass or whoever uh, wins it, I think it'll be good. But the New Day are so over; they don't need the tag belts. I just feel like if they lose, it kind of makes it look like you know what uh, the Void Villains are a viable threat to the tag team division and if the new day wins it's like all right who, who else is next they already beat dudley's they beat the usos they beat league of nations it's like okay i get it but there's got to be one tag team that can beat them and if they if the void villains win, win on sunday I, i'm i'm all for it you know honestly that is not a bad idea to me and i think the reason why it's not a bad idea is because just like what you said when you think about the fact that, okay, you have the option of Enzo and Cass winning at SummerSlam or at least competing for the titles. And then you think about, you know, the tag teams that's in the division. Of course, we don't really want to see the Usos win again or the Douglies. But you got, you know, Gallows and Anderson. You got, you know, again, Enzo and Cass. You're going to have new tag teams entering the main roster. So I feel as if, you know what, the Villains winning is not a bad option because I think you need to start setting up the other tag teams and start setting up and seeing who can be a valuable option for the championships. And also, you can do something where the New Day can lose on Sunday and have them get the belts back out of Money in the Bank or in July. Like, Money in the Bank is like June 26th. Let the Rod Williams hold on to the belts for over a month. You need to give the New Day a new dynamic. So let's see a dynamic with them not having the belts. And let's also keep in mind that for as great as they are right now, at some point, and, and this is not me saying that they have to break up, but at some point, you can't see all three of those guys all the time together. You know? Like, somebody's going to have to make a run of their own. There's going to be times where these guys have solo matches. So I'm all in favor of the villains getting the titles on Sunday just because of the different dynamic that it will add to the scene. Now, I know that won't be the first match on, on Sunday. I know I, I, I skipped around, but... Um... <clears throat> The pre-show has Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler in a no-DQ match. Um, I'm a big fan of Baron Corbin. Um, I have no idea what they're doing with Dolph Ziggler. Um, I guess he's doing Baron Corbin a favor, making him look you know, strong and good. And um, what they do with him after that, I have no idea. I think Baron Corbin wins on Sunday. Um, what do you think about Baron Corbin-Ziggler, no-DQ match? 
I think that should be a pretty solid match. I mean, we know Ziggler's one heck of a worker. You know, Baron Coven, I think, has looked pretty solid so far in the WWE. And I think it comes back to, you know, the fact that Corbin needs to win. Like, they gave Ziggler the win at the last pay-per-view, which was a little of a surprise. So you have to give Baron the win right now. And let them put on a good match. Don't make it five, ten minutes. Let them go out there for 15. Let them do it for 20. Ziggler is a great worker. He's going to make... As we like to say, he's going to make Baron look good, but Baron could work also. So regardless if it's pre-show or not, you just need to let those guys work. And it goes back to what you know I've said, what you said, Graham. Everybody says it goes back to the point where WWE has to build guys right. You have to build guys right, and you have to give us a reason to why we should believe in them. And I just think if you give Corbin a nice little win on Sunday and he does his thing, we will believe in him. So I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping that's a good match. I'm hoping that it's of some time and that Baron gets to win. Yeah, I, I think Baron goes over. Um, I just really hope they, you know, can can do something with Dolph Ziggler, repackage um, his his character, his gimmick, the whole show off, and his theme music and his attire. I, I talk about everything. Uh, Arden Dolph is very talented. Um, Multiple time Intercontinental Champion, and I guess he just in this in this I don't know no direction kind of state. And um, if he loses on Sunday, which I think he will, the bigger the bigger question is, you know, what do they do with him post Extreme Rules? But hopefully they put him in a program or do something with his character because I think they're in a state where there's a lot of baby faces right now in the company, and they don't have as many um, as many heels. So I think if Dolph Ziggler was to go heel, which I think he should, I think that'll be something rejuvenating for him and his character going forward. I agree with that. And you know what it is, too? I'm happy that you said that because you know who I think Ziggler can replace in terms of, like, that heel as, like, a veteran? I honestly think, and this may be crazy to say, but I think him being a heel regardless if it's for a few months, the next year, two years, whatever, I think it would be great because I think he could fill the void that Jericho will eventually leave. I think it's about that time because, again, when it comes to the baby faces, we're, we have too many baby faces. We have too many guys that's just over with the crowd. And that's the thing. The whole baby face thing is not necessarily about the characters. It's about really who the fans mess with. And you got the fans that are messing with, forget just the obvious names like Asina or some crowds with range. Yeah, you got fans that freaking loves Sami Zayn. You got fans that, heck, love Kevin Owens. Like, that's your boy. You got fans that love Cesaro, like the both of us. So when you think about that, the whole thing about really keeping Ziggler clean, you just got to switch it up with him. You got to switch it up with him. If you want to repackage him, do it. But even if you don't, I just think the attitude with Ziggler and what his greatest potential will be would easily be as a heel. And another thing... I will say to that is if you keep him as a face, oh god, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure him out again as like, are we gonna really do something with him with the belt? Any belt? And I just think the answer is no. Like we're past that point now. Hey man, if, if they can repackage Primo and Epico ninety four times, they can repackage Dolph Ziggler. How though? I'm gonna put that. All right, you're the you're the you're the uh, you're the booker right now. How would you? If you had an idea right now, how would you repackage Ziggler? 
uh, ch- change his attire, change his theme song, um, cut his hair like he when he was with um, AJ and, and Big E a couple of years ago. Just changes his whole character. Um, I guess going up against the new guys. I, I I don't care who he goes up against. I just feel like when you watch Raw or pay per view and you hear his theme song, it's like. You get you get the little pop in the beginning, like oh Dolph Ziggler, then it's like you know he's yeah, gonna, then it dies you, you know he's gonna lose. Like it's like nothing new, but I think just just a change of like attitude for him. Like it, it's like Shawn Michaels esque. Not saying he's not saying he's HBK, but Shawn as a babyface was so different when HBK was a heel, and it's like oh my god, like who who is this? This is. This is Shawn Michaels is a traditional heel, not a babyface. He's a traditional heel, and I think if he can pick up some of what HBK uh, HBK did back in the '90s and some of what Jericho did in the 2000s, put that together, then you have an even more lethal, different character for for Dolph Ziggler. That makes sense to me. That definitely makes sense. He he really needs to get away from the. From the HBK, from the HBK comparison. So at this point, it's just looking like, dude, you just want to be Shawn Michaels, and you got to chill. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, and for the record, HBK from '94 to '98 cannot be cannot be touched, bro. I don't care what anybody says. '94 Shawn Michaels to '90. Uh, I would say early 98 because I know he got hurt um, at the Royal Rumble 98. But let's say late 97, uh, starting from 94, HBK, nobody's touching him. I don't in, in, in either in either promotion. I believe you. I believe you. I, <laughs> I mean, of course, not at the time, but just doing the research and looking back. Hell yeah, I believe you at that. You, but you know, it's you know, I'm a chill because I mean, we'll go really all night about this because you're you're really. Spitting some good facts right now, but yeah, yeah and yeah. I agree with you. We definitely got to do something with Ziggler. Exactly. I, I I got I got more Callisto to talk about. Um, Callisto uh-huh. and Rusev for the U.S. title. Um, I think it's on the card. I'm not sure if it's pre-show or not, but I think it's I think it should it's be. It's looking on the, like it's on the card. Okay, because Callisto last two title defenses were on the pre-show, so let's hope that it's on the main card. He, he gets Rusev. Rusev won a battle royal kind of thing um do you see Callisto walking out as champion or do you think this is the the beginning of the the resurfacing of that character of Rusev we saw last year I think Rusev has to get the belt I think we're at the point where we, we just hit a ceiling with Callisto because of the writing and and that's sad because I remember when Callisto initially won the U.S. title I'm like Callisto Low-key has been putting on some good matches. The guy can work. He's very exciting. You know, I really don't remember a time where when he's wrestling and the fans are, you know, cheering at him like, this is boring or whatever. Like, the guy can really work. But it just hasn't worked as a champion. It just hasn't. And I also think, too, when it comes to the rivalries, like John Cena's coming back on Memorial Day on that episode of Raw. We know he's going to get put back in the picture for the U.S. title immediately. And I just think, for as much as I would love to see Kalisto versus Cena, even one time, because I think it would be a pretty dope match, you got to do, from a rivalry standpoint, you got to do Rusev versus Cena with Rusev as champion. You just have to. That rivalry, of course, people didn't like it because of how the matches 
you know, it turned out. That rivalry was a pretty solid rivalry, man. I, it was very physical, had very intense moments that were pretty good. And I think the dialogue between Cena and Rusev and Lana was some pretty good dialogue. So I just think you got to give Rusev the belt. you got to build him back up because he's a guy who I've mentioned it before, this word, has the potential. He's somebody that should be a high-caliber, mid-level, borderline, top-level guy. Kalisto, he just is what he is at this point. But in order to rebuild Rusev, we finally got him off that stink that was the League of Nations and the silly nonsense. We got to make him serious again. Give him the damn belt. And even though I like Kalisto, you got to make the match quick. Yeah, I mean, I I like Kalisto. Uh, Rusev was so dominant last year. Um, You know, I think his first loss was against John Cena at WrestleMania 31. And he has been nowhere near the U.S. title picture, a tag title, um, in the, the 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 world heavyweight title. Um, I think I think it's just that time to get him back on the winning track, give him back the U.S. title, and like you said, when John Cena returns to Raw on Memorial Day, and that'll be the spark for the the you know starting up their rivalry again that, that can lead into money in the bank that can lead into battleground the month after and maybe even uh SummerSlam because there is no clear direction of what john cena is going to do i don't think they're going to put him in the world title picture um picture just yet so i think you know where he left off when he lost to uh del rio for the u.s title he, he'll get back in the picture but i think him against rusev because they already have a history uh would be better than him and Callisto, which you know, if if they were to fight, they they should have some good matches. But um, like a like a number one contender kind of thing, then you get then you push Callisto to the side, and then you start your John Cena Rusev. But if Rusev does not win, um, I, I I pretty much think maybe the next night or the next pay per view has to has to be um a title change. But we'll we'll see about that one. Um, the other title match, the Fatal Four Way for the Intercontinental Championship, and you already know how I feel about the IC title going back in the days. Yeah. Um, the Miz, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and my guy, Kevin Owens, uh, fatal four-way for the title. Miz won the oh. title, uh, the Raw, the night after WrestleMania from Zack Ryder. Cesaro came back uh, from injury, and Zayn and Kevin Owens have their uh, rivalry history going back to NXT and when they were younger. So, does the Miz walk out of Extreme Rules with the belt? And if not, who is the most likely person to walk out with the Intercontinental Championship? For me, needs to be Cesaro. Cesaro needs to get that belt, and they need to let him run with it. You want to talk about the company building up guys? You want to talk about the company making titles more valuable again? This is what we need to do. Look, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, especially with Owens, man. Owens is just so over, and, and your boy's so damn good that he's going to be fine no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to, to, to make it seem as if, like, Owens constantly needs to be in the IC title picture, I just think it's a bad look by them because they're making it seem as if, like, oh, my goodness, like, Owens needs to be around the belt the Intercontinental belt, like, are we really trying to make that his ceiling? I'm not trying to say, like, us the fans are. I just think from the company standpoint, this is a guy who can really be world champion, okay? 
He can be world champion. He can do these things. So I just think that when it comes down to it, they need to find a way to really give it to somebody else that deserves it. So I think if there's anybody that does deserve it, it's a Cesaro. He's came back. The pop he's getting is incredible. So I do believe that they need to give him the title. You know, Zane and Owens, they're just fine. You know, you got a ton of programs that you could do with them over the next couple months. Like, they could face each other one-on-one. You could put them in different programs, maybe involving money in the bank, maybe involving battlegrounds. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. But I really hope Cesaro gets it because he deserves it. Why not, you know, start this runoff even better with the belt? And if, you know, people could look at my Twitter feed from earlier uh, today, I had Cesaro winning, winning the match too. I just... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have their own thing going on. They don't need the title. They don't need the Intercontinental title. They can have their own rivalry at Money, money in the Bank. And I think it's, I think it's going to go all the way till SummerSlam. I think that's going to be the hottest the hottest feud going into that event. Um, that right there, they don't. Neither one of them needs a belt. Um, Cesaro coming back from injury, you know, all that, all the hype and everything. I just feel like. Putting a belt on him um, would would be the right way to go. And the Miz has been what six, seven time Intercontinental Champion. I don't think he needs a belt either. Now with with Maurice in his corner, it, it gives him it adds a different dynamic to his heel character. So if you take the belt off him and put it on Cesaro, I think that's the best way to go. Cesaro needs the Intercontinental title to a degree. I know he was U.S. title back in the day and tag champion, uh, tag champion with uh, with Kid, but the Intercontinental belt, man, is very prestigious. I think it, it really solidifies it. What it should solidify the second best wrestler in the company, pound for pound. And um, if that's if that's going to be anybody, it, it, it is Cesaro. So I'll be I, I'll be shocked if, if the Miz walks out as champion. But if he does. Then again, the next night on Raw or do something in Money in the Bank where Cesaro gets it back because Zayn and Owens don't need it. Um, but should be a very interesting match, fatal four way. So we'll see what happens um, with that. So again, I'm chatting with Arden Franklin from Arden Arden Sports Talk. He's on Twitter at Arden Sports Talk. Um, now submission match for the women's championship: Charlotte and Natalia. Uh, you know, this goes back all the way to NXT. They fought a couple times here on the main roster, and, and the pay-per-views had uh, their match at Payback, where I thought, I, I, I honestly thought Natalia was going to win, but they did that little fake Montreal screw job at the end since Bret Hart was there. Now, a submission match. No Ric Flair um, at ringside or in general, and if he happens to pop out, Charlotte will lose the Women's Championship. Um... I feel Natalia couldn't win this match. I thought she was going to win at Payback, um, where she would have won, and then this would be the event Charlotte gets it back. They did not do that. I think they're gearing up for Charlotte, Sasha at SummerSlam. But can Natalia walk out of Extreme Rules with the belt? And if she does or doesn't, how does the whole Ric Flair thing uh, come into play where if Charlotte loses, then it's like, she can't win without Ric Flair. Or if she does win, then it's like, it don't matter if Ric Flair is there or not. 
I think that's what they're going to do anyway. I mean, when I saw the, the stipulation that said Ric Flair can't be at ringside, I just said, well, that means Charlotte's winning. <laughs> I mean, it's just super obvious. You're going to have Charlotte win on Sunday just to prove how dominant of a champion she is. I, and I think that's the, you know, the best thing to do. Like, we talked about it with the tag team titles for a bit when it came to the New Day, which is unlike that situation, you could really be fine with keeping Charlotte as the champion for, like, the next two months at least because I think the biggest payoff would be at SummerSlam when all of us is there and you have Sasha Banks win the title. You know, again, if you have, you know, Natalia win, then what are we going to do with Natalia? Like, what, are we going to get her a run for the strap when we know Sasha Banks has to get the boat eventually or Paige or what, what happens with Becky? What happens with Becky, you know? So I just think what it comes down to it is Charlotte has to win on Sunday just to prove how, quotation marks, how dominant of a champion she, she is. We live with that crap for the next couple months. And then Sasha will win at SummerSlam. Everybody will be happy, especially us, because we'll all be there to see it. Now, this might be a sidebar, but I did a show um, a couple of weeks ago, and with this whole women's title thing and... You have Natalia, you have Charlotte, you have Paige and Becky, um, Sasha, um, even before Emma got hurt. Uh, it just, is there a way that they can do some kind of ladder match or some kind of money in the bank wow, match that would be for sick. the that women's really championship? Like a women's ladder match? A women's I, ladder match. Ladder match? Or, that would be crazy. Or a, a money in the bank women's ladder match and that lady can have the briefcase and cash in at any time but I, I, I just don't know because now there are a lot of female wrestlers in, you know right now that, that they that they can do something like that. It don't have to be just Charlotte or Natalia or just or two people. You can open it up to, to everybody. Um is that too far of a stretch for them to do? whether it's a generic ladder match for the women's title or even a money-in-the-bank ladder match to determine that whole contract thing, but now it's for the women's title as well. I think it's a pretty good idea. I mean, I like the concept of having a money-in-the-bank match for the ladies. I mean, the ladies, they've really been kicking butt and doing a good job with their wrestling. You know, the crowd's been definitely appreciating it. But I just think the biggest issue I have with that concept is the writing when it comes to, like, the non-title contenders in the women's division has been straight-up trash. Like, it's not sustainable. You know, it's not consistent. If it was more consistent, then the idea of a money-in-the-bank match for the ladies is perfect. Oh, yeah, for sure. Have, like, you know, three to four more chicks in the match. Have them wrestle. Have one of them win, of course, and we could build off that. But the thing is, can we really, you know, can we really maintain any type of consistency when it comes to the women's division, and I just don't think so. So I just think it has to be a one-on-one. It has to be a triple threat type of thing. So, but I mean, I would love to see it happen. It's just, again, the writing, bro. I mean, it's getting better, but it hasn't got that much better. So now you, you have Charlotte winning on Sunday. Yeah, man. It just, she just has to. She just has to. Like, she has to win. We got to keep the belt on her until SummerSlam. And this is not me saying as a Charlotte fan. It's just those are the facts of the matter. We have to keep her as champion so Sasha can get her big payoff when their program starts in what you want to uh, pick, mid-July. It's just the only way to do it. 
in yeah. my opinion. I mean, I'm I'm a big Charlotte fan. I think once they turned her heel, it's been a big um, difference maker. She she's gotten a lot better in the microphone. Her whole attitude Absolutely. has changed. Um, the addition of Ric Flair does help because to me, Ric Flair is a natural heel. Um, but I, I, I guess maybe I'm just trying to find a way where they can kind of swerve us and not everything be so, you know, too predictable where, you know, like you said, Flair's not there. Charlotte's going to win to prove that she can win without him. Oh, I, I know who's going to win. And then, you know, these other matches is like try to find something where you can shock the crowd, shock the, the, the fans at home and not just watching another pay-per-view where, you know, you know, or who you know exactly is going to win the match. And I think maybe I'm just trying to sound like a writer or a booker, and I, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. But if Natalia does win, I, I don't think a lot of people would see that coming. But if Charlotte wins, everybody's like, all right, we all know it's going to be Charlotte and Sasha. Like, you said it, I said it. A lot of, a lot of people feel that way. But just kind of, like, give us a misdirection here and there, whether it's – this match, or the or the tag belts, or the the intercontinental championship match, kind of like swerve us so we can be like, oh, you know what? I can't wait to see what what happens on Raw tomorrow night. I agree with you there. It's just the timing. If this was taking place in July, and not in July, sorry, if this was taking place in January, then I would be more open to Natalia winning. And it's not like I don't like Natalia. She's a really good wrestler. I've actually enjoyed her matches. It's just. It's May 17th. Extreme Rules is May 22nd. SummerSlam is August 21st, 22nd. That is like a good three months. It's like, how are we, especially if we're expecting Sasha to get her payoff at SummerSlam, it's like, how are we just going to fit everything? I I think it's just tough, and I just think it's not good for Natalya. If she wins, it's great. She has her moment, but... It's going to be a short-lived moment because you just got to give the belt back to Charlotte so you could kind of set up that program unless they completely switch everything up. And I just think the writing's been better, but it hasn't been that much better to go, okay, guys, I think in three short months, I think you could somehow flip this entire women's division when it comes to the title. I I just don't believe that. That's why I just think Charlotte just has to win. All right. So I I guess we have – we both have Charlotte winning. I I, – I don't know who I put when I when I tweeted it out earlier. It could have been Natalia. I think it was Charlotte. I have no idea. But if Charlotte wins, mm-hmm. um, I won't be too surprised. But we also have the this um, Asylum match. Yeah, man. I can't wait to see that match. The Steel Cage Asylum match with Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose. They're going to have a whole bunch of mm-hmm. weapons hanging from the top of the cage. Um Again, not to sound predictable, but before I even ask you, I, I'm assuming you have Dean Ambrose winning winning this match. Um, am I right on that? Yeah, man. Okay, see, I know see, you don't. Now, I know you're not really in favor of the of the predictability tonight, but no, I'm not, you know, man. it's just it's just Ambrose has to win. Jericho, we know why. You know, you, you know why he's here for. He's here to do the honors. He's here to put on great matches, great promos, you know, show us why he's, like, one of the greatest to ever step in the ring and be on that mic. But at the same time, it's, again, what does it do for you? It does nothing for you, Jericho, to win. Um, We know you won't be around for much longer, but Ambrose will be. So Ambrose has to get a nice little win. But I, I just want more than anything in this match. I just want a really good match. I feel like it's been quite some time 
that we've seen Ambrose put on, you know, a pretty good performance, especially over some time. Like, I, I really don't think we haven't seen that in quite a bit. You know, I think a lot of his matches have been too gimmicky. Mm-hmm. It's, everything has just been like, oh, man, it was like WrestleMania where Brock Lesnar is like, oh, man, we're going to give Ambrose, like, 50 weapons. And he doesn't use, like, any of those weapons versus Brock. Oh, we're going to have him have his own show with the with a plant that he talks to. It's like, guys, it's corny, you know, actually be something that, that, that matters. And I think for Ambrose, he needs a really good match more than anything, even more than a win. Because, again, Seth Rollins is coming back yeah. mid-June. We know that. Can't wait so for that. Yep. Yeah, so if we know that's happening and we know Ambrose is a possible opponent for Rollins, I need Rollins, sorry, not Rollins, I need Ambrose to be at his top not game. I can't have this dude be this corny weapon collecting but don't use character. I can't have him be a talk show host where he talks to a plant, bro. That's what we're down to with Dean Ambrose. They had Dean Ambrose talking to a plant and he named the plant Mitch. Are you serious? Come on, man. We gotta get this guy back on track. It's the summertime. I'm not going to SummerSlam to watch Dean Ambrose talk to a plant named Mitch. I ain't doing that. Man, I, I tell you this. Uh, when, you, when you see that happening, I mean, when they were doing this kind of stuff in, in the 90s or 2000s, I guess it was a different, uh, obviously it was a different era. And you can kind of like, oh, wow, that, that's that's pretty funny. But now we're we're older and, you know, we've seen a couple of these things happen uh, quite a few times. And it's like, so you mean to tell me, you know, well, you know, I'm going to involve Jericho now. So you mean to tell me that Jericho and AJ Styles had a feud because of they were chanting, they were chanting AJ Styles in the crowd, or Jericho has a feud with Dean Ambrose because he ripped up his fifteen thousand dollar lit up jacket, and Jericho messed up a plant, like. Like you said, this is what we, we've really come down to. This is what the writers really lock their doors in the headquarters and be like, you know what, I got a great idea. How about he just fights over a plant called Mitch? And it's like nobody says anything about it. Like, you know what, I, I, I don't think I don't think that's a good idea. And, and this is what and, and that's the rivalry. It's, it's over a plant. It's over that match at, at a payback and uh, over a jacket that, 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 that lights up. And, that, and that's been... Well, we've been getting, and at some point, I mean, you got to sit back and like, man, maybe this is maybe this is why I don't like telling people I watch wrestling because this is what they put on. Um, when I could be watching a different show, I could be watching a football game, basketball game, but I'm watching ripped up jackets and and plants. That this is what we this this is what we come you know have, have come to terms with being a, a wrestling right. fan, and it's crazy. It is crazy, and it's just, it's like what I said before, it's about getting back on track. We got to get Ambrose back on track, and it goes beyond, oh, just winning a match, yay, he wins. No, let him put on a really good match. We know this guy can do that. He needs it. He needs it. Look, for as much as people like Dean Ambrose, I like Dean Ambrose, but if we're going to go down this path, he does not deserve to be in the same ring as a returning Seth Rollins. Heck, he wouldn't even deserve to be in the ring as Roman Reigns. And, I'd be, and I'm being completely serious when I say that. We need to just cut out all the shenanigans when it comes to his character and, and all, this, uh, and all the accessories that comes with it. 
We have to remember who he is and what he can be. And we just need to cut out all the silly stuff like the talk show or the talking plant or these silly rivalries. Get back to him being crazy. Get back to him wanting to fight and proving his worth in the ring. That's where he needs to be at. And I think this Sunday has to be the restart. Not the start, but the restart of that train of mind. Yeah, I think bottom line, they got to make Ambrose look a whole lot better. Some of the moves can be gimmicky. Um, it, it just, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to sound like I'm nitpicky on Ambrose. I think he's a very talented wrestler. And I think I think after this event, when Orton and Rollins and these guys come back, Bray Wyatt, um, Neville, John Cena, I, I think he'll be put in one of those rivalries just to step up his game even more because even, even his wrestling repertoire is like – I don't know, dude. You, you got like four moves. You got a couple elbows. You got that thing with the rope. You pretend to fall out. You got a clothesline. But it's like, like that's and it's really been it. Getting worse too. That move used to be so good with the way he sold it, but it sucks now because we know you're not. He doesn't even sell it anymore. It's just yeah, I'm gonna lean between the first and second rope. Ah, I'm about to fall. And his clotheslines are weak. He it really he he really needs to re. Recharge everything, man. He needs oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. sell more. He needs more moves. He needs to just everything, man. It's getting boring. Oh yeah, and even that move where he runs to the turnbuckle and he jumps on the second turnbuckle, then he does a clothesline, whatever. I'm like, dude, what is that? You know, like, <laughs> like you're making me feel like, wow, that's a very powerful move. You run into the turnbuckle and jumping up and down, and you clothesline me. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I I like Dean Ambrose. I think Dean Ambrose. And the rivalry he had with Seth Rollins was phenomenal. I, I, we need that Dean Ambrose back. You know, Lunatic, you want to keep that fine, but don't make him look so humorous and, and comical and, and gimmicky. That Dean Ambrose with Rollins in 2014, I need that um, starting ASAP. And, 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 hey, man, it, it is the first asylum match of the new era. The quote unquote, the quote unquote, new era. So I hope, I hope you enjoy that match, man. Hey, man. Like I said, you know, not to act like I'm fun, but like I said, I will be there at Extreme Rules on Sunday. I'll have a pretty nice seat. They better not make me regret spending over a hundred dollars for that seat. That's all I gotta say. I better not be regretful. Me going all the way to Newark, New Jersey. I don't even be around those parts, bro. Uh, it better be something good. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't envy you. You're going all the way to Newark for a pay per view. I don't envy you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be at, I'll be at SummerSlam though, and uh, that's a fact. I, I don't know where I'm sitting, but I know I'll probably be up by the, by the championship banners that the Brooklyn Nets don't have. So I'll be all the way up top. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, for what, for which, for which uh, pay per view you just said? SummerSlam. Summerslam, I'll be up there. I'll be up there with you. Yeah, we can I'll hang out in the 200s. Too, yeah. <laughs> um, the main event: Roman Reigns, AJ Styles for the World uh, Heavyweight Championship, and then Extreme Rules match. Um, we all know how this has been playing out with the Usos and Gallows and Anderson being involved. AJ and, Ro- and Roman had a, had a had a good match at Payback. Uh, Reigns obviously with the win, and um. It's going to be very interesting to see. I think Reigns is going to win. Again, I hate thinking, you know, predictable. But please, if you could tell me AJ Styles can walk out of there with the belt under some circumstance, 
I'm, I I'm, all, you. I'm all for it, man. But to to really think Roman Reigns can beat AJ freaking Styles twice in a row, I don't know, man. But who do you have winning? What do you think goes? What do you think goes down? I mean, obviously anything goes. So you you, you are gonna see the Usos. You are gonna see Gallows and Anderson to uh, to some degree. How does this match play out? And how does Reigns look even bigger following this match? And how can AJ Styles maintain that main event status if he loses again to Reigns? I think, you know, it's so funny. I was thinking about it like a night ago, a night or two ago, when I was thinking about the finishes. And I was wondering, I was like, if AJ Styles loses twice, which he will, he's, I mean, you're not going to take the belt off Reigns. You know, he's supposed to be the guy. and But... For this match, I was thinking the only way you could really make AJ look good and make him look safe is I think you would have to have his boys turn on him during the match. Very unlikely, but we know Finn Balor is supposed to be called up to the main roster very soon. And we know that there's also the idea that the Bully Club, the Ballot Club, that could start too. So I just think... You can't do, once again, yeah, AJ, you was very close. You put on a great match, but you lost again. I just think what I think the best way to do it is you got to have a great match, but AJ has to get screwed over by his boys. That's the only way to do it because you could now do something with AJ where he could get in the program with those guys, and eventually Finn Balor gets called up. Not before early June, of course, because he has his rematch for the title on June 8th at NXT TakeOver. But I just think... Logically, that might be the best thing to do. But yeah, Reigns is going to win. It's going to be fun being there because they're going to boo the living hell out of them in New Jersey. It's New York, New Jersey. They hate the baby faces. I mean, you've been there before. It's just as rowdy as like Chicago, if not a little bit less. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But yeah, Reigns is going to win. Yeah, man. It's going to be a long, um, no pun intended, long reign. For, for Roman Reigns with the world title. I, I think it's going to come down to, you know, Seth Rollins, maybe John Cena. I, I think Seth would be the way to go. I don't know what they're going to do with him when he gets back. Because um, they can go many ways with Seth, not to not to go away from Reigns and Styles, but they can go many ways where it can include Reigns. Um, you know, he can feud with Triple H about, you know, whatever with the authority, and he can feud with Dean Ambrose. He can be a baby face. I mean, uh, he can get that. He's going to get a big pop when he comes back. Um, and then that's maybe, that, that, might be the, that might be the time where you can say, well, if Reigns could be a heel because Seth Rollins is now back and the fans are cheering for him, that might be the window where you say, all right, we can let Reigns rock as a – you know, as a not so much cheer champ because Seth Rollins is back, but back to AJ Styles, man. I just, I think if Gallows and Anderson turn on him, like you said, that'd be the only way to 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 to, justi- to justify Styles losing. But Finn Balor coming up, does it happen on Sunday? Does it, does it happen on Monday as the new leader? I mean, as the new leader, I have no idea, but. If he goes down clean to range with a spear or the, or the Superman punch, I don't know, man. I take, I take nothing away from Reigns. He, he's worked hard as being a champion and getting there three times. But AJ Styles is, is light years ahead of Reigns in the ring. 
And I mean, uh-huh. we've all seen it. John Cena beat Randy Orton and and Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and we probably said the same thing. John Cena's not better than <laughs> these guys, but it happens. And I think that, yep. I think that's the way it's gonna happen. Um, if he gets past Styles and they have money money in the bank coming up, who who's next in line, or does this rivalry continue for the title? Yeah. Man, uh, see, see, before you answer, that's it, my it, thing. It if can't, it, be it styles, can't be. It can't be Rollins, man. It just no, can't no, be no. because of the fact that honestly, I think for Rollins, I think the best thing to do, I think the best thing to do would be, uh, you got to give him like a warm up. I think like you need a, like a a warm up program for him. I think he needs like a warm up program. But the thing is, is like, who would be his warm up program? You know what I would love to see? It won't happen, but you know what I would love to see Rollins being a program with when he came back out of out of nowhere? Who? I would love to see him. It won't happen, but if it did, it'll be sick. I would love to see Rollins versus Kevin Owens for like a nice little month or two. I think it would be such a cool program, but that's something that's like way down the line when like things are pretty established, you know? But I just think, you know, Rollins... He's a warm-up program, and I think for the title, it probably has to be in the Money in the Bank match again. Yeah, because I, I, I can't, I can't think of a one-on-one opponent. That's why. I don't know, man. I, I think either they're gonna continue this rivalry. Um, again, you know, you can't put Cesaro. He might be Intercontinental Champion. Kevin Owens could be a guy to get him to get him out of the IC title uh, match, and then have like a Sami Zayn. Cost him the match, um, Randy Orton. I, I don't. I don't know if he, if he'll get put in that quick. Bray Wyatt. Well, Bray Wyatt can make some sort of sense because he did tag team with Reigns. He did help him out before he got hurt, and you just you just didn't know what direction they were gonna go with Bray before the injury. So if he gets a title shot, I know he won't win, but at least it'll just be that filler match for Money in the Bank. Or they might go. They might go Styles again. Or they might do a triple threat. I have no idea. But as long as it, as long as it makes sense, and swerve me to to think that Reigns can actually lose on Sunday. That that's why I feel like if he loses Sunday, then we know he'll probably get it back the next month. You know what I'm saying? And then then he'll be a four time champ. Look at that four time champ. If, if that happens. This is the thing is, I hate that. They, I hate the whole. Like, oh, man, give Reigns the belt. Oh, it's looking like he's running with it, then he loses a month later. Like, they got to give him that run, bro. They got to give him that run, and they just have to, like, write properly and really establish something, man. It's just, I don't know. Like, look, I'm not ruling out, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not ruling out Seth Rollins winning. Not bad, not Seth Rollins. I'm not ruling out AJ Styles winning, but it's just, I just can't do this whole, yay, AJ wins and then, you know, Reigns is going to win again. I just just let him win and then figure something out on the fly. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, well, th- that's pretty much what they've been doing, uh, doing stuff on the fly, you know, the last couple of months in, in this quote-unquote new era, which looks the same for the time being. But I like the I like the, uh, the whole NXT um, – Roster coming up, but not the whole roster, but some of them guys coming up with Corbin and, and Apollo Crews, Vault Villain. So it, it's a new influx of talent. We're not seeing Big Show and Kane uh, main event yeah. these uh, pay-per-views anymore. But um, 
I think Extreme Rules is, Rules is going to be very interesting to watch. I, I thought Payback was, was pretty good. Uh, when you look at it, you know, on paper, uh, better than WrestleMania. So, you know, Extreme Rules is like Payback 2.0, a lot of rematches and more continuation of the rivalries. Um, it, it, it's just where do we go from here is what I what I is, is what I want. A lot of fans want. Where, where do we go from here? How can you make it more interesting than what it is? Are, 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 you, are you just going to have the same rematches at Money in the Bank or a rematch on Raw? That, that, that's, that's my point of view because we just, we just want to be swerved. We, we want to be shocked, have that shock value to make me watch um, the next night. But Arden, man, it's always great having you on. Um, you go enjoy Extreme Rules. Um, a lot of good matches. Thank you. Hopefully your predictions come to light. So it is mine. And hopefully at the end of the night, we'll be like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, before I let you go, uh, let the people know where they can hear your your show on Blog Talk Radio, how they can you know find you on Twitter and stuff like that. All right? Yeah, man, most definitely. You know, it's always fun talking with you, Randy. You know, it's always fun, regardless if it's on your show or my show. You know, we're a part of that that tight-knit community on Twitter, regardless if it's basketball or wrestling. You know, we got to stick together and talk about it. But, yeah, if folks want to, you know, check out my work, please check me out on Twitter at Arden Sports Talk, A-R-D-E-N Sports Talk. On my profile for the pinned tweet, You'll see the link to what is my debut article for Slam Magazine. Uh, the response to it has been really good, regardless if it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. People have been responding to it with a lot of love to the article, so I want to say thanks to those guys. So, yeah, just check me out on Twitter at Arden Sports Talk, A-R-D-E-N Sports Talk, and then you'll see all of the work. And, of course, to hear the shows on Ball Talk Radio, like the Snatchback, ASC Radio, the Football Jones. Um, blogtalkradio.com slash ASC radio. And yeah, man, I'm about to watch this draft lottery. <laughs> yeah, man. Watch good, the draft uh, lottery. good luck to your Cavaliers, man. Uh, I, I think it's, it might good be luck that year. Tonight in the game, those, my Cavs lottery days are over. Done for. <laughs> game one of the conference finals. That's what good luck for. I'm happy without those lottery days. Yeah, man. I, I think it's really, it could be, me, it, it could be that year LeBron wins it, man, but it, Golden State, OKC, you're tough. I think you. I mean, I know you guys get by Toronto. Um, LeBron, LeBron got to win it, bro. He has to. Got to, got to win one for Cleveland, man. Got to, man. Because got you to, guys you know, are in the finals. That was the premise of the article I wrote for Slam. You know how the Cavs are on a new level. Their reemergence as serious title contenders, and things are shaping up for them. You know, it's just all about their chances. If they want to have better chances, then they have to continue to maintain their level of consistency and focus. And uh, very happy Oklahoma City won last night. I was telling people Oklahoma City was still a game in Golden State. So they're making me look smart about that. And, heck, I've been saying it for months. I was like, depending on our play, I feel not really good about Golden State. San Antonio, I was 50-50. But Oklahoma City, even with their improved play, I feel really good about beating them. I'll tell you that. So if it's Oklahoma City, as long as we take care of business, we'll be fine. You know, we'll be fine. Yeah, man. You guys are going to the finals, and my team, the Knicks, did not make the playoffs, and we don't have a draft pick. Yeah, you guys don't got no draft pick, bro. Thanks. You guys <laughs> got no draft pick, bro. I know, that's so tough, but hey, man, just do me a favor. If you guys hire uh, David Black, treat him right. 
Treat my dude David Blatt right. You, you know who I blame for not having a draft pick, right? Who? Who you blame? Andrea Bargnani. Oh, yeah, Andrea Bargnani. Yeah, you guys had to trade up. What was it? Did you guys include a first-round pick for him? Man, don't don't do not do that. Don't remind me. It's, oh, that's you know. hilarious. <laughs> you guys traded a pick for Andrea Bargnani. That's classic. Yeah, oh, and it was like Bargnani and for Novak and Camby and all this. Dude, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking, but we don't have a draft pick. Uh-huh. We're going to see the Suns and the Lakers and Philly possibly get it um i don't know man but good luck to you guys and my Knicks will be back in like three right. years hey man i appreciate it man for real thank you for having me on the show always good talking to you you have a good night all right all right thank you my man appreciate it all right let's get it go caps yeah whatever <laughs>